Madison groove. Hello. Madison groove. A groove. Intentional. A groove. Madison. A groove. Do you know what I'm saying? Good. I'm following. Okay. I'm gonna keep saying. We're gonna go. It's, you are following. We're going on a path. You follow me. Then I then I follow you. Oh. Then we then we hold We go together. Is it yellow brick road? It is not because that led to an entire farce. What I'm saying is this. <laughs> Sadison Groove, your real name. And if it's not, who are they and what have you done with them? <laughs> Buried under the table. <laughs> Just like I expected your people. Hey! <laughs> May I call you Mr. Groove? You can. Is there something shorter that I could call you that perhaps you would prefer? Or will we carry this interview out as Mr. Groove? Which I would not call me as Mr. G. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We don't want to have your identity stolen by giving you a real name. Now, I'm like you stole Addison Groove. Where are they? Mr. Groove! Busy month ahead of you. Lots of places you're gonna play. How many times have you been in the US? Legally. Every time was legal. Except for three of them. <laughs> this is what we do here at I reckon, Within. We get in. I reckon I've been there about 26 times. Death. Something like that. I reckon, yeah, yeah, I reckon I've been there like 26. Uh, in the you 20, like it here. 20. You enjoy it. You come across the pond, you arrive, you, you're here, and you want to be. Why? Good food. It's true. And my friends are here. Oh, they are. I keep coming back to them. <gasps> That's precious. I'm a big fan of friendship. Yeah. I hold it near and dear to my heart. I'm sure people would like to think they are, but I like bonding. I like the commitment. I like being there for them. For you, what is friendship? I don't know. <laughs> to answer that question. Yes. We're trying to get intimate. Hold my hand again. It is clammy. I took two Vyvanse. I'm at 120 milligrams. That's not legal. <laughs> Mr. Groove! Music. Mm -hmm. Bass. Production. DJing. You enjoy. Mm -hmm. You've made a career. It is your livelihood. Mm -hmm. Why? I had no choice. So you were forced because in, in, in Britain... Mentally became, forced. Like, like a Jedi. You didn't want to do anything else. Or a vampire. Yeah. A vampire's taken the, 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 the glamour. What is that? The glimmer. The shine. You know? Who Thanks. forced you? Who forced you? Was it vampire? <laughs> the rebels. God damn them. They gave us a gift. They gave us a gift. I'm like, fuck. I can't help this. Because before you were gonna be an astrophysicist, English teacher. Could have been. Literally. I I I was like, I want to be a DJ or a race driver. Oh, you have a car and a merry old Bristol. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like. Is it one of those little tiny ones? If I can let I see it, I have a UK flag on it. Was the Union Jack? Barely works, to be honest. Second gear is fucked. So you should one to three. Hmm? It's the one Why is second, second gear is always fucked? Yeah, it's annoying. It's like a middle child. It's crunches. I like the sign it makes. Mm -hmm. It pisses mm -hmm. everyone else off. There are a lot of standard cars. You know what? We'll get to that. We'll get to the transportation system. <laughs> yeah. What I need to know right now is um, 
Is it the United Kingdom? Is it Britain? Is it England? Which one do I which one do I refer to? Because I feel very outdated. Even I, I do. You do too. Yeah. So I'm alright. Yeah. Don't correct me. Well, what's funny is people call me British, and I don't think they're like, "Oh, you're British," when I'm like, "I am," but I also I'm from England. It's like Britain's obviously. You just said it was the same. Why do you consistently lie to me? Because <laughs> I can't. I know your name's not Mr. Groove. <laughs> I can't help it. It's this face you have. We're back to generational trauma. Just so you know, this is how it began. We said, you know, you can stay on our land and we can hang out, and then you then leave. Lied, and you did it. Didn't kill you anyone. Stay here. You brought cows. Destroyed our environment. <laughs> Listen, base. Mm-hmm. What drives you to the base? Sometimes people don't want to even be there. They don't get it. I turn. I played a mix for somebody. I played some trap music. Okay. They, as a musician, also were impressed by how bassy Houston screwed music can get. <laughs> and I said, "Really? Now you, connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Why?" It's just an emphasized 60 hertz. That's science. <laughs> or 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 50 dubstep, 60 trap. That's the hertz. That is the that is the frequency that bass. What's the lowest? The oboes and oboes. What's the flute? No bass. A well, probably. <gasps> I remember hearing this on a radio lab. I don't even know exactly what a frequency is, but it's like probably something like 18 hertz. The wave is huge. Mm-hmm. The, the frequency of the wave is like massive. You'll never hear it or feel it. That's a human Where are you picking up this information? Is it lies again? <laughs> or is this can be backed by science? You can, you can, you can, you can find your side. Okay, I'm readily. Reptily? Readily. Probably on Reddit. Reddit. Mm-hmm. Readily on Reddit, but not readily. 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 Mm-hmm. I just found out that Reddit means I read it, and I read it. Been around for decades. So, Reddit is a good source of useless, useless information. I mean, it is actually now. I rely on it whenever I have a question. I don't go to fucking different websites <laughs> and like that are like standardized for it. I want to listen to people. You know, I want to hear what they got to say. I mean, I, I want to listen to fifty hertz. A lot of people are stupid, but sometimes there's a few nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Wisdom that I use every day. Sometimes, if I remember. Do you like nuggets? Yes. <laughs> I'm an American. We love nuggets. We made them. Chicken. Oh, yes, in gold and in chicken and tofu nuggets. Sometimes, okay. if I eat have too much meat, it's not a good industry. No, Mr. Groove. How long have you been doing this? Base. How long have I been paid to do it? Or how long have I been doing it? No, 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 no. We're not even there yet. I want to know your entry point. You said, mm, that's for me. What oh, was it? Where was it? What was it? When was it? Uh, Where was it important to? I want to know the I was moment. probably like eight years old. Tell me. What? And I heard drums from a car. What the fuck is this noise? So I made it my mission to find out what the noise was. And it turns out it was the Amen break, which I'm now aware of. It took me a long time to figure it out. Shit. Mm. And I was like, cool, this is good, this is me, I want to know what it is. Um, and then I became obsessed with finding what that was. That basically, basically, I had to find the tapes. 
What was that journey like? Like where uh, you, you're like, oh, I don't even know. You're eight, first of all. You don't even know your way home. You don't even know your phone number, right? I mean, come on. Right. You're done. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to buy a pass to this I, I was around eight. Still. I, I, I was a dumb eight-year-old. Anyway. I was the oldest of my brothers. Mm -hmm. So I never had an older brother I could steal from. So what did I do? Stole from my friend's older brother. Ah, oh, you're so resourceful. I like that. I was actually. like, he has it. Okay, let's go around his house and... Yes, I stole two tapes. Cruise tape too. Well, this was probably when I was around maybe ten. Now. Yeah, it was then. It was ten because it was nineteen ninety-two. Did they know that you stole the tapes, or did we just admit something on you for the first time? Ah, uh, they couldn't find me. They should have in jail anyway. Good that they found the right hands. You yeah. know what? <laughs> you are right. You were for the amen break found you. Well, I caught my ear. I didn't even know what it was. I was this noise coming, coming from my car. Oh, you think that everybody just hears the amen break and they want to find out about it? No, 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 no. That's a special thing. The first tape I stole was a tape by a guy called DJ Easy Groove. And he was, I, he, I later learned that he was a DJ from Bristol. And he is the reason why I'm called Madison Groove, yeah. So I took his last name. You so said you on the first take that I ever had. <laughs> yes. First take I ever had was the easy group take. And I was like, yeah, come to call me Addison Group. Who's Addison? Where are they? What have you done with It was like a non-gender name. You know what I mean? Like God, you're so forward thinking. Now I'm coming in here trying to break you. Yes. You're breaking me. You're putting me back together so at the same time. I went on to I was like, I, I need a name. So I went on to your website like I'm going to say this wrong because I always get told I'm saying things wrong. Non-gender names of 2009. So I got onto a website, do, 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 click, and uh, the top name is Addison AD. It's like, that's a good name. And Groove, for us, and, and Groove is Easy Groove, right? Mm -hmm. Put them together, mm -hmm. and there we go. But this DJ, this DJ called DJ Easy Groove, he used to play a genre, a style called Jungle Techno. Explain more. Yeah, it's like, Jungle. Techno. Imagine techno. <laughs> Imagine techno. To be honest, a lot of that kind of stuff is is has come around now. Like like at this current moment, there's quite a lot of it being made. Basically, imagine techno at 180 BPM or something like that with the jungle drums. Maybe more like now. Let's say 160 BPM. Anyway. Okay. Okay. It's like four four. Mm -hmm. What? I can't. I cannot. And it's got the jungle drums and the. I know music myself. Mm -hmm. Making a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. I'm a little hurt. Why? A little offended that I don't know what you're talking about right now. And I need you to, after this, play something for me. Go to. Uh, no, you're going to show it to me. I'm going to tell people to, to listen to this as Fine. well. I'm going to Discogs and search for a label called Basement Records. Okay. Their catalog. All right. It started in 92, I think. I reckon it did. It started in 92. Um, and that was kind of the defining jungle techno label. There was mm -hmm. other labels as well, but that was the one. They had Photo, Release Stuff, yes. Top Buzz, Release Stuff, and quite a lot of other people too. That's like my favorite, favorite thing from the radio. Eight, 2009, in between there. Just crying. Same. <laughs> Baby. It's hard, hard <laughs> times, you know? Um, when I was about 14, I managed to save money to get some decks, and that, that was it. I was like, I just want to, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, at school, I wasn't the hardest kid in school, to say that we're hard, like the strongest, you know what I mean? But I never got bullied on. The reason why I never got bullied on is because I had the tapes. So the, the, the like kind of kids that were like the strongest kids in the year and like, people were scared of, they were friends with me because I would hook them up with the tapes at school. So I was sort of weirdly protected. <laughs> I was, and I was, you know, I was still kind of nerdy, but... There's still a lot of synchronicities here. Do you realize this? You're discovered by the Amen break, which is, again, a very unique thing. You only think that happens to everybody, it doesn't. Young age, and you said, mm -hmm, me. You get tapes. You, you get protected by them. <laughs> you, 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 you find a thing, you distill your influence's name into yours. You figure out very first, like, what is the most non-gender? And, and you know what? It's important that you went non-gender because that's futuristic. You understood. Level playing field. I know. It doesn't matter. Sure, when you Here have I am. You did. Maybe I knew. You um, did. I know. I, I was just, that was good. You knew. That was a good way to find the name. Well, <laughs> some would agree. Some wouldn't. I do. I like it and I think it works. I now know that uh, you're resourceful. You're a self starter. It's a good foundation for this talk. So there you are. You're 14 now. You're protecting yourself with music. Next. Yeah, the number. Okay. That was a lot of rave areas. I get it. The drugs became good. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> it's the late 90s. America was at war. Clinton was in office. I was doing drugs. Nothing to remember. I don't remember really. much. I don't remember much. But, um... When did you, when did you, you got the decks, you're 14. Mm -hmm. When did you play out for the first time? Well, it's kind of annoying because come on, decks. And I was like, 14? I reckon maybe 15. 14. I can't remember. It's hard. Uh, by the time I was at 17 or 18, my, my kind of parents kicked me out of my house. And then I was like homeless, so I kind of had to stop DJing and survive and find mm -hmm. a place to live and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't start DJing again until I was 25. We have parallel lives. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, if you realize this. You don't, because I haven't told you the story, but I would. Similar. Okay. I was, I was a little homeless here for a minute. Mm -hmm. Found my way to wear really big pants. You're never really, really homeless in the UK. You can, you can, you can, you know, you can get help. But, oh, that's right. But, you know, you know, like, right. it's fine. It's like, when I say homeless, I've been speaking to my parents for a long time. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. you're like quite young. You're like, fuck, what do I do now? Go find, you go and find yourself. Find my way. Yes. Shit. You did. You did a good job. Learn how to cook. Pasta. <laughs> It is. No, no, no. That, that was the same for me. Like, I well, my parents didn't really take care of me towards the end of my tenure there at the home. So I was making pasta with a tomato paste yeah. and Parmesan cheese. What's the stuff you can get in the jar? I can get in the, the jar. ragu? Like, they're like, well, I knew that. Then I was able to be like, okay, now I can go and buy some of this. Pure sure, shoes. Oh, spaghetti. You, do, you uh, yeah. still spoon and comfort food. Yeah. I still eat it. Me too. It makes me a little bloated afterwards. And I don't know if I'm gluten intolerant, but. Um, oh. We're gonna stop. Never. No, it's good stuff. You're 25. You say I got a good foundation here. <laughs> I've been on my feet. I know how to make spaghetti. Mm -hmm. You say I miss the bass, and I need it back in my. Life. I think I said that. What did you say? I said this dubstep music's very weird. I think I like it. Drawn and I and dubstep was the first genre where I had to ask myself if it was if it was any good. 
Yeah. So it's like there is no, there's no one that can tell me this is good because no one I know is listening to it. So you have to make sure of indecision. Like, I think this is good music. I think it's good. So then I started making it. And then I went out to a party in Bristol called Subrated, which is or was run by one of my friends called Pinch. I went to this night, it was called Subrated 2, and the lineup was like, who's playing on that night? I think it was like Mala and Gopher and Appleblum. It was stacked. I didn't know who the fuck these people were at the time, but I did know Appleblum a little. Um, I didn't know him through going to like college or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, I got in there and uh, there's speaker, two speakers. Maybe it was four. Anyway, I couldn't see. Because the vibration of the bass was so heavy. Yeah. Oh. But I liked this music before I went to hear it right, loud. Right. But when I heard it loud, I was like, now I like it more. Because <laughs> the bass. Not the bass. No, the drums too. The drums too. Yes. Everything. Everything Every, about it. Everything about it. It's like you find something that no one else knows about. Mm -hmm. yeah? This is 2004, 2005, mm. before a lot of people knew about right. it. Right. Right. There's a call mm. that coming into Austin. There'll be a night, a plush, which I think you've played before. The plushes, uh, wait, maybe we, at last, the Barcelona. Last time I came here, I played plush, I think. <sighs> No, we yeah, talked yeah. about plush. Tune into the first episode. Big discussion. Yeah. R.I.P. So, so that's when it all makes sense. I was like, "Cool, my assumptions on this music were correct. This music is good." Uh, it feels good, right? Because you're coming out of this era where you're like, "I don't know, I'm homeless. I'm making spaghetti," and then it's it's one of these things where you're like, "I am certain. I am sure. I'm trusting my instinct, which is a difficult thing to do. Not a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. um, I myself am still in training." Of that, there's only two times I got at the beginning of a genre of music. Mm. One of them's dubstep. The other one, yeah, the, not the not the beginning. The other one's not the beginning. There is way more than what I find out. But I find footwork way before people knew about it. And I was like, shit, this is like a secret. Yeah. What can I do about it? Dragon layer. So, so I started. Yeah. And it was, so I like I, I, I like looked up the people making the tunes and I bought everything. I, I remember on Beatport there was was like uh, a f quite a few artists making it, such as Rashad, DJ Clem, uh, Tracksman. Mm -hmm. I just bought everything. But I was still DJing with like Headhunter at the time, mm -hmm. dubstep. But then inside my dubstep sets, I would creep in footwork. Going back, back, maybe that's the class a bit more ahead. Okay. But basically, these are the two times I've ever heard genre of music that I had to make a decision. To, well, it was not a decision, it was, a decision was made for me as soon as I heard it. Well, I was like, again. this is good, it's weird. And also, it was something that I heard it, and I was like, I can make this. And it was like quite DIY music, you just bash it together. I, can, I think I can make some dubstep. So that, I, I want to come back to that. You mentioned this with the dubstep. You said, uh, I heard it, I liked it, I made it, then I went to a show. So you were making it mm -hmm. before you attended a, a live set. Yep. What were you using? To make it? Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, it was Reason. Oh, I remember Reason. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. Reason. It was Reason, everyone loved Reason, then Fruity Loops came out, they were like, fuck Fruity Loops, and then Ninth Wonder made a fucking music with Matt, with Fruity Loops, and we're like, well, maybe it's not so bad, but love the Reason. I never used Fruity, um, but yeah, I used, I used Reason, and then like Logic too, and I used them in Rewire, mm -hmm. so they were both run at the same time. Because Logic, 
the audio engine logic is better than Reason. Mm. But I like the way you can program drums in Reason. So I was using Logic and Reason. Hold up. Yeah. We've skipped a couple steps here. <laughs> You're making spaghetti. You go from spaghetti and you say, mm, I love it. You hop right into production. Were you producing anything before? Always. I've been producing music since I was like 19 years old. What, what, what did you start with? I don't remember. Wow. Whatever it was, was I was into. Probably, probably drum and bass and probably breaks. Breaks was, because um, breaks was kind of a big genre in like 99 when I was probably starting. I think I started making music on, I had a PC, it's probably about 16, 17, and I, there was a program called, it was made by the same people that made Re a reason, it was called Rebirth. Okay. I started making music on a program, actually that's fucking lies. Again, lies! I started making music on a program on the PlayStation called Music. Shut the fuck up, what? Yes. Huh. There was a pro there, I had a PlayStation 1, and they released this music making game, it wasn't a game, it was a music making thing. You, you had like blocks, you could make music on the PlayStation. And that's where I started making music, actually, I remember. Completely, Here's the thing. Completely forgot about You that. didn't choose this life. <laughs> it chose me. It so, PlayStation. Do they even know you were? I reckon Again, my, I reckon my eff efforts on the PlayStation should never be heard. And so they will not sponsor you? <laughs> not today. Their loss. Mr. Groove! You're on PlayStation, you get a PC, you get Reason, you begin making tunes, as your people say, with a CH, hard CH. It was actually on the old MacBook. I managed to get on my I managed to get hold of a MacBook. You usually I, do. And it had OS 9 on it, which is an old oh, ass operating system. Yeah. And I started making music on the OS 9, and it had Logic. Mm. And reason on that. That was when I was a bit more like serious about it. That's all I really remember. What do you mean serious? Not serious, just like, okay, let me really try and play. You're beginning to tune. No, just just because I made music of, you know, I like had it at on a PlayStation was that like, okay, there's only so much you could do with that. Hmm. I don't know how old, old I was at that time. I was really young. Didn't really know what I was doing. But I suppose when I got on Mac, I was like, okay, I've got something I can actually use to make music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I had Logic. I don't know if Logic was only on the Mac at that time. No, it was on the PC still. Mm -hmm. it, it was on the PC and then something happened in the uh, Apple bought Magic and then it only became on the Mac. So it, like PC users were pretty pissed. Oh, okay. But I always had a Mac. So. They do, they do that. And the whole thing where they change the charger and the brick and the fucking plug-in, like, no, no, we did it because we don't want to waste packaging. Meanwhile, you got to buy a new brick, which means more packaging. And I'm saying this out loud because I hope that you're watching. I want you to know Mr. Tim Cook. Mr. Cook. Tony! I know that's your real name. I'm going to call you that from now on. We've changed. We We're close now. You realize both these names are like... Unisex names because I know you're some female Tony. I do too. I did not realize that. I just realized this. Always progressive. That's wow. Futuristic. Leader. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I can't stop. 
You're in, I'm in trance. Look, I'm looking at greatness. I'm looking at an, a savant. It is a good picture. Mm-mm, you're back here with me. <laughs> you produce, you like the tracks. You say, this sounds good, this sounds good. Oh, better. they didn't sound good. Oh, you had to like a couple of them. Or you were still saying, nah, it's shit. It then, all, you, then you go to the show. It was all shit. And you hear what it should be. Yeah. Then you come back. And you say, let me try again. I used to go to, I used to, go to radio to get drugs oh, and come back. Mm-hmm. That was worse. <laughs> I'm done really high. Let's try and make that base on that. And you see, Dave, one hour ago. Closing one eye to like see the, like see everything. That's, oh, that's my little secret. Do you close one eye when you're too fucked up just to like get a good. Just get my mm-hmm. yeah. Age old secret for the youngins. 18 and up. Yes. Yes. Um. Doing, you're saying base, base. It's for me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the dub steps, and I'm in, and 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 and, and you're, you're now playing out, which began. Well, that, no, that, this was like six years after that. So I, was, I had like a Mac making like big breaks and stuff. Mm. Um, or, or maybe not. Maybe it was a few years. Anyway, I heard dubstep, and I was like, I like this music. It's chill. I can give this a go. And that was way before dubstep blew up. But dubstep really didn't blow up until 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And then I managed to find it in 2004. When in Bristol, we had events in Bristol, like my friend Rob used to do a night called Dubloaded, as well as Subload. And in the room would be like 20 dudes. Mm. It's like, okay. Just looking at each other like, yeah, this is cool, man. <laughs> Just gonna go anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. care. Whatever. It is really and, funny. When and in the space of like, in the space of a year or two, that that event, it used to happen on Wednesday. Used to happen on a Wednesday night. Space of a year or two, it was packed. Mm. You line out the door the way down the street. Do you know? Could you quickly tell us mm-hmm. the evolution from from jungle drum and bass into dubstep? Who who was like? Mm, I'm not the right person to oh, do that. No, could you do it a little bit of justice? Because. <laughs> it's quite a long story, okay, and I know I'm probably not the right person to do it because I wasn't there. I was going out to a race. Mm-hmm. I think I started going out to race when I was about fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jungle events in Bristol, mm-hmm. but for me to like properly say how it actually happened is wrong because I wasn't really there. However, the way I see it is from around ninety two, from around ninety one to ninety two, you had breakbeat and hardcore mm-hmm. around the end of 92 they split off and you had happy hardcore or breakbeat hardcore and then you had jungle and mm-hmm. by 93 it seems like those three genres were very defined mm-hmm. by 94 you had massive raves that had both those music at um in two both different rooms whereas two years ago the djs were all playing in one room mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. By the time 96, 97 came, it would have transformed from jungle to drum and bass, mm. somewhere along the line. For me, the way I see it was, it was when the beat pattern changed. Mm-hmm. So with the jungle, the, the, the drums are quite um, chopped, very chopped. And with drum and bass, the drum pattern was a two-step. Mm-hmm. So quite, mm-hmm. quite, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I see it, mm. from my own perspective of seeing how it changed. And it's important, you have an important perspective. Yeah. You are a savant, in my opinion, and I have <laughs> usually right. Tony, 
picks up when it comes to men. Tony. Yes. You say, what's my name? You make it. And now it's 2009, 2010. You're out there, right? You're out there. You're you're being booked. You're playing. You're, this is more your like name's two, on a flyer. More like 2005. Yeah. yeah. So Early, like, earlier. That was 2005. In 2005, I was living with a guy called Tegich. He's a drum and bass producer. And a guy called Jakes. He was an MC, drum and bass MC. Um, and I found dubstep and I started making dubstep in my room. And, you know, Jakes is there making dubstep, Tekich is making dubstep. And we, had, we had some cool cool music and Tekich started a label. Mm. That was like both of our labels. It was mm. called Ascension. We put my first record out. When I put my first record out, I remember getting a phone call from the people that run Tempa in London. And they were like, we want to hear the interview. This was around 2005, end of 2005, I would say. And so I went to London and I signed to a label called Temper. This all happened in the space of five months. I went from no music out to being signed to Temper in five months. Savant. Uh, <laughs> Did you think you were in trouble when they said, I want to meet you? Because I usually do. They're like, you're coming to my office, so I want to see you. I'm like, oh, God, you're going to kill me or you're going to yell at me. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Right? Like, what's this? And I, what do I do? How do I get to London? <laughs> <laughs> You get on a train or a trolley or a lift? No, that's an elevator. You can't get Probably took the bus. Oh. Cheaper. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Double decker? Oh, shit. Jake's came with me. I was living with Jake's. He came with me to them. Can you come with me to meet him? I think I was really scared. Yeah. And I was like, I need some, I need some help. I'm going to have to go to London. I think he, came, I think he might have came with me. The 23-ish. Um, well, 24. 24, I would say. You're still, you still, you haven't mastered your spaghetti skills yet. You're almost there. 2005. I'm still alive. So I've got Important. Some, got somewhere with it. I get it. I get it. Um, went to London to meet up these guys at Tempo, and they were like, "We want to sign you. We want to, we want an album from you and EPs." I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay." <laughs> Tall order. That's cool. <laughs> oh, best, best get working. Yes. So I think I remember coming back from London and speaking to Mark. And I said something like, That's the London label, they want to sign me and all this, and I think it'd be really good. And I, if I do it, I start getting raised more gigs. And he's like, Yeah, okay, that seems like a good idea. And I like, asked him for some advice, and give me a really good advice. And uh, so I did it. And then that was it, really. Once mm. that started happening, um, I remember my first gig outside the UK was in Berlin. Out of Berlin. Off to Berlin, I go. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the world. Mm. This is nice. Mm -hmm. And had some curry burst. Some, some, some. Some curry burst, which is like a curry sausage. Oh, curry burst. Yeah. Burst. I get it. Yeah. You know, I went to Berlin and I was like, I like schnitzel. And my friend was like, well, that's really an Austrian thing. And I was like, I it can't is. make it there. I'm here for finite time. But when I was rejected for Bergheim, hurtful moment for me. And I'm sharing it with you because it's important that we connect. And I'm or honest. Know. I mean, I did nothing inappropriate to be but that's okay that's or what I'm nobody gonna, really knows reason. they don't know and i love that i'd like to do that here in austin you, you want to go back be. you want to go back and get revenge i do i don't know how i'll do it but i'll figure it out yeah what i did though is i said okay well then i'm gonna get schnitzel because there's like a little tourist spot there and i got two orders of schnitzel and i ate them in a row then i went home and went to sleep because i tried to get into bergheim at 10 a.m yeah it's the right kind of time to go right mm. sorry no, just, you're not. No, no, it's no. It's kissing the wound. There's no, and that is how we build the bridge of intimacy 
which only feeds in to our friendship, which will be lifelong. It will be lifelong. Yes. It'll be at your funeral. Tony. Uh, I might. I will die. <laughs> I will die. Before you. <laughs> well, that's at least I know you'll be there. Eh, nothing matters. Listen to me. You're signed. You say, uh, wow. I do say wow. More like, the fuck? If added in. Wow, the fuck. Wow, brackets, the fuck. (laughs) Let's let's reflect again. Now, where you are, who you are, what advice would you give 25-year-old spaghetti boy Tony? I I, I can't now, because then... I can only give advice on a period of time of when that happened, which was sort of early days. It was like MP3s were almost new. Mm-hmm. You know, like things were a lot different then. We sold a lot more records then. Mm-hmm. I would say every everything I had came out on vinyl. Mm-hmm. That's not the case now. Where I'm really strict. The reason why I haven't had a record out in two years is because I can't not be allowed to put it on vinyl. And and because of that, mm-hmm. is it is it a, is it an impact to the pocket? No, not really. For some reason. Are you a purist? I'm getting booked more than I do when I was putting tunes out right now. Okay. The world says, we need some of that. And they call you up. Probably they email you up. They call you on the phone. They probably email you. They email you. DMs. Mmm, they slide in. (laughs) There's a lot of sliding. Mmm. Riding. Mm. Okay, I shall. Okay, they're not. I actually like where this is going. They're sliding the writing. Mm-hmm. They're digging, they're rooting around. They say, Mm-mm, give me some of this. Come over to Argentina. That happens. It but it took a while. Not for dubstep, though. For what? Mm, for the stuff I did for Tamer later. Which was? The mixture between jungle and techno. Did they ever think about calling it techno? <laughs> <laughs> Jungle. No, it wasn't jungle techno. Wasn't the genre. It was that's why I say it was in between these two. Actually, that's probably the word. It's somewhere between reggae and jungle. Wow. And all the things in between, like you know, reggae and mumbaton, cumbia. Mm, I forgot about that. Fucking electro and something no and something no and also yes. Jack of all trades. You you hear you explore. I'll never back to reggae. I'm not a huge fan. I only like a specific era, doo-wop inspired dub reggae. That's where I say, mm-hmm. You probably like it all. Maybe. I like the heavier side of reggae called dub. Mm. King Tubby is one of my mm-hmm. favorite producers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ever. If I had an imaginary festival I could do, King Tubby would be my headliner. Mm-hmm. Without fucking question. Give me three more artists to throw in this imaginary festival. Let's see if we can put it in the pot and make it blend. Apex Twin and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Hologram. Jackson. Yeah. Would watch. Would attend. I know. People got mixed opinions about that. I, 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 I don't know what's going on. I mean, there's a. I'm not going to go there. We're not going to go All there. I know is the first I music. What I know is the first music I ever liked, I ever remember. Was a Michael Jackson song. Absolutely. I, I had a I had a thriller album. I went from yeah. Texas, no one took from Utah to California mm-hmm. during the summer. Mm-hmm. That shit melted. And I oh. was devastated. You want the record now. Hmm? 
Oh, the record. Oh, yeah. I had the vinyl. I had my first my first ones were a Thriller, um, Sing a Lot for True Colors, um, Linda Ronstadt. Did all these melt? Yes. Oh, no. I know. I think yeah. I had a whole Would have made a nice ashtray. I was not smoking yet. <laughs> Trust me, as soon as I turned 12, Fuck. behind the choir room I was, <laughs> yeah. puffing away. You didn't need ashtray, did you? Yeah, my mouth. Yeah. Very, my mouth was the ashtray. Very filthy. Filthy twelve year old. So yeah, so um, that would be my probably my lineup, and then a couple. Of, there'll be other people. I can't remember names. Uh, you know, I think three is good. We get an idea. It'd be a fun festival. We would attend. It'd be turkey legs. They were, do you have turkey legs uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the in the UKs? There are turkeys with legs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a little secret. I don't know if, I, it sounds like you never had one. It's a it's a honking leg. Made out of ham. Nobody knows that. It is true. They are made out of ham. They are not turkey. For some reason, they do call it turkey leg, and I don't know why they just call it ham bone, because that also sounds delicious. But <laughs> I'm serious. I take carnival food seriously. I like a funnel cake. I like a. I like a. I like a tater tot. I like a. I like a turkey leg. Large soda. I like a curry goat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is reggae food, by the way. Oh, wow. Going back to that. It seems like Jamaica, the, the, the Caribbean. You, you've been. Have you been? Have you no, been? but where I'm from, Bristol, has a very big Jamaican population. So I think the speakers sucked me in. Wait, but... No, no, wait. Yes. I was sucked off by a speaker. It happened downtown in Bristol when I was about 11. Mm-hmm. Illegal. Tony. And I wanted more. We always do. <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> You're in Bristol. Where? The Mecca of Speaker sucking. I must go. Yeah, fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on TripAdvisor. Tony. <laughs> I hear that a Bristol pops off from the is that Glasgow? This Bristol, the the jungle, the dub, the dub, the the, the it has the thing, it has the feel, it has it, the music, has the yeah, it, has a, it has a big Jamaican population, mm. which arrived in the sixties and seventies, mm. and because of that, um, the Jamaicans made the sound system what they knew from mm. in reggae. Mm from Jamaica and they did this in Bristol and what they made their sound systems for reggae music mm-hmm. but then um, they only did really used it at the carnival there was probably other places they used it but then eventually these sound systems got used for jungle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that was the most perfect thing right right reggae style playing jungle music yep. which essentially is jungle is reggae bass lines yep. so that's why it works just a lot faster for a younger generation did you know that that is precisely how we got hip-hop in america how because cool herc coming from jamaica i believe it was kingston arrived immigrant was put into the bronx mm-hmm. and um he was the one throwing the house parties and he was the one that actually created the breaks because he was that's when he was taking his two records he would bring a sound system there's footage of him driving a um, a convertible car with a huge ass mm-hmm. system down and he brings mm-hmm. it and creates a house party and now mm-hmm. the, the b-boys 
they became b-boys because they're attending these parties and he's spinning that he's extending that break back and forth where the break beats mm-hmm. come from mm-hmm. um and then they, they say that they call them break boys because when that beat hit them it they break their bodies for the sound yeah. they're committed they're invested it's a blessing it's a prayer still is and um, so i love to hear this story about your homeland my homeland well when the Jamaicans came over, mm. they went to two places, I believe, Liverpool and Bristol. Mm. When they went to Liverpool, they kind of dissipated into other places, it mm. seems. But when they came to Bristol, they stayed. So we amassed a big population of Jamaicans, which was great because growing up, I would just see speakers all the time playing like the reggae music. I'm like, oh, shit, this is really good little pale boy walking around and saying yes i love and i want more and i'm gonna make some meanwhile other kids playing cricket is a game played in the uk then or england even same you said no 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 no, because because, uh, the reason i say that is because i don't know much about cricket but i always see the english cricket team Mm. playing in different places but i don't necessarily see the scottish cricket team playing in different places I don't know. Maybe, maybe they in different places. Like they just they they play in Scotland. Well, like England go to Australia to play in a place, and they play play a tournament, or they go to the West Indies and Mm. Mm. Scotland. Anyway, that's cricket. It's boring. Let me field some questions from the audience. Got any left? Let's see what we got here. We have Mm. a couple of questions. Okay. Myrtle McGillicuddy from Myrtle Beach, Virginia says, Is Myrtle Beach nice? I don't know. I would never go. I think it's South Carolina too. I have no idea. But Myrtle asks, Let's go. We've always looked at Bristol, UK, epicenter for evolving electronic music sounds and trends. Very smart. As someone who came out of the city, along with dubstep legends, evolved into the sound hybrids of footwork and techno, how has your sound evolved and what is the next emerging sounds that are influential to you, <laughs> the city you grew up in? Oh, God, that's loaded. Mm-hmm. I haven't got all the answers there. Okay. Um, you can skip it. Myrtle, we're sorry. Myrtle. I think, I, I, I think I've explained why my, you did. my city is influential mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. To, to what I do now. Let's talk about the next emerging sounds. Are they? Do they exist? Are we sitting in one I never know what's emerging because a lot of the stuff I listen to now that I play mm-hmm. is kind of like remade, remade music from a long, long time ago, just done in a different way. But that's what I do anyway. That's what I do when I make music. I'm like, let's take a bit of um, UK funky and put a bit of through house and I do you know what I mean? I do. You I kind do. of combine stuff and then right. it breeds new breedings. We're cross, we're high, we're cross breed, we're hybrid. And here's a word that I can't say, but let's move forward yep. to the next question. Mm-hmm. George Georgington of Georgia asks, as a person nostalgic about DJ dub culture. Okay. But adapting to the trends of the digital era, how do you create excitement and enthusiasm on new exclusive music coming from your camp? How do I create excitement about music? How do you? How do you? By playing on Twitch. Let's talk about it. I hear that you have a channel. Yeah. You call it Barrel Room. Yet, 
It's not in a barrel. It's on top of Again. Oh, how is that? It's on top of uh, the my decks are on top of the barrel. What? What? Oh my God! What? Oh. So when I'm DJing, when you see me in my Twitch stream, I'm like you know person playing shit. Mm. Um, my decks are on top of a barrel, mm. and inside that barrel is mezcal that I make. I don't make mezcal; I age it. But it should be known. We need to go into this that before we're out of here. Is in the barrel. Mezcal. <laughs> How? Why did not? you find? The spirit. How did I find? I would. I did a tour. Uh, no, I didn't do a tour. I did a date in Mexico City mm. with Pinch mm -hmm. about seven years ago, mm. and we went for about five days. And after the first night, we go to a bar and we're like drinking tequila because we loved tequila. Love it. We like. We like tequila. It gives you buzz. Fine. And then we noticed that in the bars was one tequila bottle and loads of bottles of this drink we'd never heard of. And we're like. What is this other drink? And it was mezcal. So we just started drinking fucking mezcal and getting on it. And then we had a drunk idea. Mm. Our drunk idea was we were like drinking and going, oh, imagine if this was put into a whiskey barrel and it was a bit more whiskey-ish. And then we did it. We followed through. Inventor. Savant. Creator. Uh, sort of stole Cutting it. edge. <laughs> no. Who's putting it in a whiskey barrel? They're not doing that. How? are you making that you're in there's no sun you gotta grow in a garden. no no we didn't make the mezcal we get mezcal from mexico okay otherwise it wouldn't and then you you, you it wouldn't be it wouldn't be called mezcal otherwise but what we do is we take we get mezcal from mexico and we put it into a whiskey barrel we use the freud barrels which is mm. like, like pt mm -hmm. and it stays in there for six months and voila it becomes what's the name mezquil because it's like i like it whiskey and mezcal i mean you're again with the hybrid in Cross-creating. Pollination. That's what it is. That's what I was looking for. <coughs> Here's the thing. Impressed. So far. You still have time to fail me, but <laughs> I don't think you will. Somebody else asks, Brewer's Choice Coffee from Austin, Texas says, but what coffee do you drink? And I know that you do because when he said he was going to go have a, have a drink, I said, you don't drink tea. That's weird. Oh. Tell me more about this coffee that you like and what do you drink? What's the brand? What's the name? How do you like it? I don't drink the same coffee every day, pretty much. You don't or you do? No, I don't. No. It's more of a... I mean, it could happen. When I travel, mm. when I DJ places, I, I have a look at rider. It's very basic. And there's only one extra thing on that rider that, that I ask for. And it's local coffee beans. So when I go away, I get handed coffee beans from all the different places I go to. That reminds me, I'm going to bring you some coffee beans from this Christian place down the street. They're awful as people, but they're coffee. Last time I came to Austin, I took home some coffee beans. What was it? I'm pretty sure I did. They were, is there a, is there a coffee shop here, like Cycle Shop or Cycle Bike? There are some, by, there's Fast Folks, there's Flat Track. Flat Track. That, Delicious. That was all, because it was a bike shop. Mm-hmm, And mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. had like a coffee roasting machine, maybe. Yep, like they do. They roast their own coffee there. It's a very good idea. I know the person who started that. He's all right. Hey. <laughs> nice. You do, uh, you like beverages. You like the mezcal. You like the coffee. You're, you're pretty much Mexican at this point is what I think, but I don't have any proof I yet. I like wine out of a whiskey glass too. And cheese. You're a very refined. Oh yeah, we had a cheese session. You did. I gave you some cheesecake. It was very thick and you had trouble swallowing cheesecake. it. Cheesecake. I know. We should have some. Today I had a cheese biscuit. Now is that a cookie or is that actually a biscuit? No, I'm an American term for biscuit. Okay. Which in the UK we call a stone. See, I knew. 
this. We talk about scones here, and I say, I need a biscuit I consistency. I have it now. But it was really made very well. Good. Good cheese in it, so I'm, I'm correct. But it was like a cream cheese. Wow. It was like a cream cheese biscuit. Wow. With have... some tomato. So I got my veg today. That's great. Five a day. Did I eat? I had cheese. Actually, I had queso for lunch. Here's the thing. You said you haven't produced anything in two years. Do you plan to get back in? Except for a remix that I did last week. Oh, last that has now been approved and it's coming out on Shall Not Fade. Which is not a hardcore band. No. It's a good label. Shout it was a remix from Manifesto, what's the guy's name, and played it on Saturday night, and it was nice. Now Saturday, we have you there. Pressure Point Party, mm -hmm. tune in. Coconut Club, attend. House, going mad. These kids, they're grooving and they're jiving and they're hearing a sound they never heard before. How does that influence you as you play? There was a moment on Saturday mm. where I couldn't. There was a moment where I was playing garage. Mm. Everyone was jumping up and down and having a good time. And I sort of thought, I reckon half of this crowd are into this sound and the other half are into audio, everything. I could have carried on playing garage and made all these kids happy and jump. You know what? I played garage for about half an hour. And then I moved on to the breakbeats. Mm -hmm. And I noticed as I move into the breakbeats in the jungle, a couple of people leave. But you know what? That's fine. Because they've had some fun listening to that. But it's not necessarily about them. It's actually about the people that came to listen to some real shit. Yeah. Forward thinking, thinking shit. Yes. And I love the garage stuff that I play. But yes. I also love the experimental, weirdo jungle techno footwork hybrid shit that I play too. And you're very, you're a savant. And so what you, ha what you have when you play all this stuff, which is typical of my DJ sets, to go from slow to fast, you have people that come in at certain points and enjoy it and they might leave. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I'm going to play everything because I'm not there to just please one type of person. I'm there to like show what music is interesting. An educator. Yeah. And you're never gonna, you're never going to please everyone. But in That's fact, true. I could be that guy if I wanted to. But you're not him. I don't want to. You're not him. So. You chose a non-binary. So I can walk away from that gig on Saturday and say, I did exactly what I wanted to do. Mm, you could Saturday. sleep at night. I could sleep. We didn't sleep that night, though, did we? We did not. Mm. We set up. We, we stood up and we roasted weenies and mushrooms. Marshmallows. Yeah. Here's the thing. And let's go. And cheesecake. <laughs> I caught a bit of sun, too. He did. Red, red my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Little Rudolph. <laughs> Little Rudy. That's my rap new, new, new venture. Because you know what? What you've shown me today is that you create, you love, you lift, laugh, love. Thank you. Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Thank you. I'm here. What am I going to do? Hey. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for educating. Thank you for producing. Thank you for continuing. This hour went fast. <laughs> it really did. And I need a boob job. It did. Good night. Good night.